1: You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction.
0: And
2: now we go into the thick of it.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: Erin Addisons.
1: On American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, we're excited to be with you as uh, so many people in this country are, I guess, kind of counting down the hours. Man. To um, (laughs) the end of 2020. That's amazing. I've like, heard a case made, oh you know, goodness. not to just kind of like breeze through 2020. Like not to, you know, mm-hmm. to not to I guess dismiss 2020. Right. Um but then I've also heard, you know, so many people are looking forward to <laughs> 2021 just sort of like <sighs> mentally it feels like a clean slate, just kind of starting over. Yeah. Um I don't know, I, I don't know if you can say you start over <laughs> right because there was life lived in the year before. Yes. You know what I mean? Like there's no you don't know, oh, yeah. you know, you're not you're not gonna be doing that over. You know, you know it's not erased. Right, right. You know, I don't know. Where what where yeah. do you lean on that?
2: Man, I just think that it, it it has passed so fast, you know. Um It's unbelievable. I mean, it's like breakneck uh speed. You know, yeah. it's just like wow, we're we're yeah. at the end of this year. And um, mm-hmm. there were so many things that happened this my year. Goodness. I mean, my goodness. My
1: goodness. My goodness. It seemed like
2: that was it was nonstop, you know, something, some event, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in uh, COVID and yeah. being an election year for president. Yeah. And, yes. You know, oh, my goodness. It just seemed like, it, Yikes. I don't know, it's so it's fast. Like,
1: it's like um, 2020. I'm going to tell you what 2020 is like if I had to describe it this is this is miki's way of describing what 2020 felt like at least to me all right 2020 felt like you started out making a cake and you've got the mixing bowl on the counter mm-hmm. and you've got the cupboards just overhead and you're re- reaching up going into the cupboards because you need to get some vanilla extract or something and you accidentally knock in like this entire carton of salt oh that's what happened in 2020 it's like and you can't get it out of the batter it's there (laughs) right you know and 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 once the you know the carton is tipped over it just all starts pouring in and and you can't stop it you you just can't it's just and that's what i feel like 2020 was like it's like Mm. you start out you're like, Y-t-t-t-t. that's how everybody homes when they're just fresh, <laughs> brand new day, you know. And, and you're making your cake, you're just going about your business, and then you're like, Oh, you know what? I need some vanilla extract. And then you reach up, and then that hand just knocks in the salt, tips over, it's pouring, and you're trying to grab it, but it's already in there. Mm-hmm. And um, and and that's 2020, but I'm Like, Man. I mean, you know, it just feels like it was one thing after the other. There's so much loss, people have experienced yes. personal loss. Um, We've experienced national loss, you know, but there's also been um, the experience of personal loss. And and I say in times like this, you know, this is where um, we really get to know Mm. um, whether or not we are worshiping the true and living God. And not just the God that we have designed in our head and made him um, a Christian God. You know what I'm saying? Like because so many people are worshiping. Um, the God that they have created. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that God, a created God does not stand up in times like this. Right. He's very easy to walk away from. Um, he's very easy to dismiss. He's very mm-hmm. easy easy to um, sort of like, you know, challenge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. you know, he's very flimsy. He's he's very like paper. This this God that many Christians have created, by the way, I'm not I'm not talking about secularists. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, We're 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 created to worship. We're designed to worship. So we're going to worship something or someone. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not talking necessarily about secularists. I'm talking about Christians who have been, you know, I guess, deceived into thinking that they are worshiping the true and living God of creation. And but, you know, times like this Mm -hmm. will really tell you. Um, if you are worshiping the God of creation or the God that you've created because because if your God is only God because he's good to you personally
2: mm, mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, where's he at, excuse the question, where's he at, you know, during COVID, you know, and and where's he at when there's personal loss and sudden death and and all of this. And so this is why we have to know who God is as he's revealed himself in the scriptures. Right. The self-existent one has told us now. This is what I mean, this is amazing. Right. The self-existent one who has need of nothing and no one has told us how we are to think of him. Mm. And he has told us what to think of him. Right. He has led us to the place where he reveals himself. And then he doesn't stop there. Right. Because the transcendent one is also near to us. So he allows us to. He starts out first. Right. Mm -hmm. And his transcendence, he starts out first by revealing himself to us. He, he tells us who he is, but he doesn't stop there. He is near to us, and Mm -hmm. so he allows us to couple with his objective identity, all right? His identity, who he is independently of us. He allows us to know that, but then he gives us these personal experiences that we can personally confirm that in our own experience, in our own life, but that's after he's already revealed to us who he is,
2: Yeah. Yeah. right? So
1: you can always go to the scriptures and say, Oh, okay. This this must be God because this is consistent with his nature. Mm-hmm. This is consistent with his character. You know, and so then the character and the nature or the attributes of God are not compromised when we face tough times. Yeah. Right? Because those attributes, that character and that nature was never dependent solely or only on our personal experiences. But if but if that's how you've come to know Christ, Mhm. <laughs> Yikes, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you probably I, haven't really, you I, know what I mean.
2: But I tell you, you know, even looking at this year, uh, um, I feel like around us has been a lot of um, life as well. You know, there was yeah, babies born, there was you that's know, right, things happening that there was a lot of uh, good things that happened as well. And I want to ask you, mm-hmm. you know, looking forward, you know, Lord willing to 2021, because usually when it's around this time and there's a new year, there's a real great excitement, and it's like, man. Yeah do you feel that same way um, approaching a new year or you just kind of, or is it like, man, I don't know what (laughs) was going to happen. You know, how, how, how do you feel now seeing that we're about to enter into uh, a new year? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So I, it's not, I don't have a lack of um, expectation, but you know, I, I guess the things that I expect change as I, grow like it changes as our family changes right so Mm -hmm. i mean there were times where (laughs) i mean just to be honest my focus was like okay i'm gonna go to the gym more i'm gonna you know yeah right i mean like that's you know i'm gonna gonna read more books um but now my prayer and my petition um before the lord is Mm -hmm. Uh, what do you want from me? Mm. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, yeah. what, you know, what is it? Wh- what am I to do with the children that he's given us? Like, mm. you know, what in, in 2021, what is it that the Lord wants from me as a mom, as a wife? Like that, those are the things, you know, as, as an active member of my church, like I right. think of the women that I'm in relationship with, like, what does the Lord want from me in my discipleship relationships, so, and my discipleship friendships. So you know?
2: would you say looking forward is a, it's a more uh, uh, sober type attitude that you have or, it, you know, but it's excitement, but also it's like with focus and, and, and maybe a soberness, just understanding yeah. that there's a lot uh, that's expected as well as of us as being followers of Christ.
1: So the older I get and with every, with every passing year, Again, as I look at it differently, but he- here's the thing: I, I guess the um, the sobriety is in. I think that with every passing year,
3: mm-hmm. okay,
1: I mean every passing day, but let's just because we're talking about the year, right? So with every passing year. I see the return of Christ as imminent, and I don't know if if you—if it's—I don't even know if you can say even more imminent, right? It's either something (laughs) is imminent or it's not. Right. But there is a sobriety there because (laughs) the more we see happening around us, right, the more I see. Okay, it is undeniable that we are you know you know paul said we who are alive and remain mm. right so how much more so us we <laughs> who are alive and remain right, you know right. um so i guess what i what i think about is um not so much how i can what are the things i need to do to like change the world around me or mm-hmm. what are the things i need to do like i I'm not to so to speak make myself better like uh, those things don't matter but I think okay the kingdom of God is at hand right Mm -hmm. so I think what are the things that the Lord wants me to do with the time that I have Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. the time that we've all been given but but each of us individually we've been given time by the Lord and and this is an incredible gift right and so for all of us who um, still has a heart beating in our chest, right? And blood coursing through our veins and breath, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. passing through our lungs. And, yeah. you know, I think there was a the question that we have to ask, why, Lord? You mm-hmm. know, what is it What is it that you want me to do? Yes. Um, and I would say it goes without saying, but what is it that you want me to do for your glory? Yeah. Not just like, what do you want me to do for my own greatness? Like, what? are, are you taking me to another level? Because that's always the thing, right? It's like... But it's always it's sort of like it's it's I don't know, it's a little bit conceited mm. sometimes the way we look at a new year because it's about us and mm. I'm going to do this. And and we don't say this, but we usually mean for my own greatness kind of a thing, right? <laughs> like I'm going to read more books. Yeah. I'm going to get the bod that I had in 10th grade, you know, like <laughs> that kind of thing. and And it's usually just about us. But I think for the Christian, there is so much happening around us and Man. that has happened around us. That if you are um, if you are reading the Bible and headlines at the same time, mm. there is no way for you to deny <laughs> that there is an urgency about the faith. Yeah. you right? know, and,
2: and that's one thing that I feel. And, I, and I'm, I'm always trying to evaluate where I am and make sure that I'm not sinking somewhere or because the thing is, I feel like a soberness in the sense of like, man, there's a time for laughter but there's a yeah. time for weeping. Yeah. <laughs> time for yeah. mourning. And I feel yeah. like as you like you said, you hold up the Bible and you can read the headlines, you can see that our work as believers, you know, is to to spread the gospel, to be ambassadors for Christ and so much so yeah. you can see it more with every passing day and everything that's mm-hmm. going on, you know, and I'm wondering, I'm like, man, am I uh uh, you know, being too much of a lover of pleasure more than the love yeah. of God? Am I mm-hmm. right right where I need to be? You know, um, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? And sometimes it brings about uh, me, uh, you know, to me, a soberness that I'm like, I don't I don't want to be gloomy. That's not the thing. But just considering all that that is at hand, I feel like, man, like, Lord, this is it. You know, and that we as the people of God has have to be in that vein, just understanding what the Lord is saying and being able to stand for him in his in his time.
1: Yeah and and I'm going to I would say that in addition to, you know, being aware of this, the people of God must give themselves to prayer. I have yeah. a little bit of uh noise happening around me. Um the people okay. of God must give themselves fully to prayer yes. and and I think of 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 the things that the Holy Spirit would impress upon our heart that we ought to be seeking. Um I would say, man, just that that boldness to be able to declare who God is. Yeah. Right. And if we can get that conviction sort of like as the foundation Mm -hmm. of how we Mm -hmm. operate, then I think that, man, there's a lot that we just wouldn't play around with. You know, like if if the holiness of God is important to us, if the character of God, if the nature of God, um, if those things are important to us and we are dogmatic about those things, we're gonna, we we will automatically do some things differently in 2021. Yeah. I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, I you know. No, I, I agree. I agree. And I, you know, and, and as you read the Bible, sometimes you know you're reading different things. You're not reading uh, a lot of times like day to day what's going on with mm-hmm. a, per, a particular person, whatever. But there there are things that stick out to me. You know, like I think about Paul saying, "Don't be entangled with civilian affairs." Right. What does that mean for right. me today? Like, what yeah. what are those things that are civilian affairs that it's like, man, I need to be about you know, doing what the commander-in-chief, the Lord, mm, is telling good. me to do and not be so bogged down by this. What are those things? And, man, am I, you know, redeeming the time because mm-hmm. the, the days are evil? You know, mm-hmm. those questions, you know, and I try not to be, like I said, gloom, gloomy about it. But, man, right. there's a soberness that comes with that line of thinking. And I'm like, man, you know, as I look into another year, I'm like, Lord, set me where I need to be, you know?
1: I think— I think redefining for each Christian what wins and losses are Mm -hmm. is going to be huge in 2021. We could talk a little bit about that when we get back. Mm -hmm. Defining what wins and losses are, um, I think, is a big deal. And so maybe we'll unpack that a little bit more. This is Darren the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll break and we'll be right back.
3: This is yeah. the moment we part ways Cause this is the road you chose to take But oh, what about love? love? Uh, uh, I don't mean you ain't the same What about love? love? Uh, uh, I do mean you ain't the same what God is after a holy nation associated
2: with lowly people Welcome back, back
1: to, to Aaron the Addison's.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's the truth with What About Love.
1: Thank you so much for listening to American Family Radio and uh, letting us spend some time with you as we um, all come to the end of 2020. Yes. Years and seasons and dates, they are significant. I don't want to sound mm-hmm. overly dismissive, right? Like, I mean... We have the Lord has set the sun and the moon and the stars and all of that in the sky and they would be as markers of seasons and, and days and all of these things. And so I mean, look, this is it's not, you know, we're not being um creepy to see a significance in changing years. In fact, when the Lord, you know, decides that he's going to do something, he gives a time frame, right? This we have prophecy. This and when this is fulfilled in the fullness of time and all these things. So so time is significant. Right. I hope I'm not sounding like it's not. I just think, you know, if anything this is this is how we are as Americans. If anything can be commercialized, commercialized we will we commercialize. We will do it. it. Yes. So so even like the new year, it's <laughs> it's not just, you know, Man, the spiritual right. implications of it. It's like, hey, better get those dumbbells. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like better get the better get those stretch bands and and Man. everything that can you'll notice and you probably have already seen this because we're going into the new year. Yeah. So what the new year is a holiday. Yeah. So, what yeah. will stores start to put out? They're going to put out workout equipment. They're gonna mm-hmm. more more workout clothes, shoes, yep. tennis shoes. All of these things. Why? Why are they? Why are they doing that? Because you're fat and you're going into a new <laughs> year and you need to defatitize. Gyms okay? have
2: specials. They got the weight yeah. loss programs. And all come all It's
1: a listen, whole industry. <laughs> listen, shakes upon shakes and smoothies <laughs> after smoothies and books and all of these things. Because if we are good at anything in America, we are good at commercialization. Like we mm. can, we can. We can tell you how to make a dollar. Mm-hmm. Right. Not only do you not only are you wearing a Corona mask, a covid mask or whatever, you know, however mm-hmm. you call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you probably got one that has Under Armour on it. You probably have a <laughs> Nike one. You yeah. probably have one that, you know, is yeah. personalized,
0: yeah. <laughs> probably monogrammed.
1: <laughs> like in America, we're like, now we're not going to just do that. Right. We're going to do that.
0: Right. All right? Like, right. And so
1: anyway, I don't mean to be to sound at all dismissive, but. Um, I do think that sometimes the way we look at going into a new year is the result of our heritage. It's like we just, you know, it's 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 the way we America, you know, like mm. if you can make it a verb, that's just how we do it. Um, I don't think so much, you know, that needs to be our focus. I think we need to think in terms of um, what are wins and losses as as it pertains to the kingdom of God. You know, we need to have a more eternal focus. And I think it's difficult to come by an eternal focus because we're so immersed in what is natural to us, like what you know yeah. right what is right in front of us. and so if if everything and everyone around us is um, doing a 30 day fitness challenge, you know, <laughs> then we're probably gonna start looking for one, you know what I mean like and so it's very easy to get caught up in that. but I really think prayerfully, if we ask the Lord or we seek out the scriptures and mm-hmm. search the scriptures, we can see what matters to the Lord and souls matter to the Lord. And when you speak in terms of souls, you're looking at addition to the kingdom of God, right? As it is, and, and this is something that I don't know if we'll unpack this before we end the year, but certainly um, in the beginning of the year, we'll talk about um, the hemorrhage of the faith and, and what's been going on with our children in particular, Right. Um, so if we talk about what's important to God, what's yeah. win or what's a win and what's a loss, you have to think in terms of souls. And and you could say that by describing it as the building of the kingdom of God. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if we talk about wins and losses, mm-hmm. then a win is the kingdom of God growing. And yes. how does the kingdom of God grow? Well, it's not with bricks. It's not with mortar. It's with souls. Right. Yeah. It is the souls of men. Um, that builds the kingdom of God and then so then the converse of that um, must also be true that the loss is of souls if there is a loss if the kingdom so to speak takes a hit it is souls right so it's it's children turning away from the faith Mm. it's Christians afraid to tell people about the faith right like we don't want to offend people so all of those things are if you're if you're looking at How might I make gains in 2021? Then we need to be seeking to make the gains that are of the eternal sort, Mm. which would be building the kingdom of God. Right. So that means, man, the question needs to be, how do I win my children Mm -hmm. right, to the Lord? Um, How do I disciple them? Mm -hmm. How do I train them in godliness? How do I win my grandchildren? Um, You know, how do I disciple them? How do I train them in godliness? Mm -hmm. Uh, How do I disciple other women? I'm speaking as a woman, Mm -hmm. but for a man, it might be how do I disciple other men in the faith? How do I train them? In godliness, how do I train them to defend and lead their families? How do I train wives, you know, speaking for myself, Mm -hmm. um, to to be godly wives, you Mm -hmm. know, to care about their children, to love their husbands? These are the things that matter in the kingdom of God. And we miss this so much because we have watered down the Christian experience. And it is a robust experience, by the way. Like, God has invited us into relationship with him. Let me pause and say that again. God, Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, has invited us, (laughs) peons, (laughs) into relationship with him. Now, okay, don't let that just be common to you. Because we, you know, we are surrounded by Christianity. So it's very common to us. But if you stop for a second and allow yourself to be in awe of that, okay, The maker, creator of heaven and earth, the self-existent one who created ex nihilo, something out of nothing. Okay, right. This one, this one wants to be in relationship with me and made a way to be in relationship with me Mm -hmm. by sending his son to die in my place. My I think. It's mind, blo- like mind you're, you're just like, um, <laughs> you're just, and I don't want to get too ahead of the discussion, but it's just, it's like, it's like Job, mm. right? Job thought he kind of knew God, right? But then he goes through this experience and let me, let me back up here. So, <laughs> okay. If you're thinking about what are the wins and the losses, the wins are building the kingdom of God, Yeah. right? The losses are the hemorrhage of the faith. It is it is people saying, Ah, no, I don't believe that anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? It's people not being able to be rooted when the wind and the waves come. It's it's sort of like, whoa, you know, well, that's that's too shaky. We're not gonna talk about Christianity anymore because it's, you know, look, look let me just tell you, we don't know, like we we are waiting and headed toward an inauguration. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, you know. People are still waiting and and we're still looking and the day of the inauguration, we will know. Mm -hmm. Right. But I will tell you, it does not matter who is in office, in the office of the presidency. God is still on the throne. Right. So so we don't we're not looking at how we might serve him based on politics, based on who is controlling what. Right. Right. Based on we are, again, recalibrating, turning back to the scriptures And finding those things that please God, like the scriptures tell us to uh, to be wise with our time, right, to make the most of the time that we have because the days are evil. Right. And then find out what pleases the Lord. Mm. I was thinking about this and, and, and you and I were talking about this when we look at the story, the experience of Job. Now, the book bears his name. So you might think that this is only about Job, <laughs> right? Like this, is, this book is about Job. But it's a little bit misleading because this book is, yes, it is about Job and mm-hmm. his friends. And yes, his experience is laid out here just as our experiences are lived out. But our life and our very existence is about the glory of God. Amen. So when you look at the book of Job, the question must then be, okay, so what actually is the book about? It's about the glory of God. So often we look at these at, at this account with job, right? And again, I'm speaking in terms of wins and losses. What is it that God is after and how can we be a part of it? That should be our question. As you go into 2021, that should be that should like be your question. You gotta like, make what it is rhyme. it that God is
2: You got to make it rhyme though.
1: Okay. What is it that God is about um okay. I don't know okay. what I'll get you, some time. you with that? <laughs> can ahead. you just give me I'll some things some to time. approve? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um because how can I be a part of it is so lame. Like that's not, I mean, it doesn't rhyme <laughs> at all. It's not, not nearly Dr. Seuss enough. Um, but you think about, it, you think in terms of wins and losses, right? God is about his glory mm-hmm. and God is about building his kingdom. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. This is not, this doesn't exist just sort of in isolation because we have an enemy of our soul who is also about building his kingdom. mm mm-hmm right? And so he also wants to lead men and women astray. But in so doing, what he wants to do is accuse God, right? Because what is what is the aim? Satan's aim is to say that God is not good. Right. Satan's aim is to say, I'm better. I'm better, right? Like, I'm, that's, that's the competition. We're in the crosshairs, right? But the arrogance um, of the enemy, the defeated foe of God, is that he's better. Like, <laughs> I will ascend. I will do this, right? Mm. And so even when you look at Job, It can appear that this is Job's testing, but really this is Satan's accusation of God. What is what does Satan say? So like in the in the exchange there, right? Uh, Job chapter one, um, I'll just read it and then we'll talk about it. Right. Okay. so now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, from where have you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, "From going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down on it." And the Lord said to Satan, "Have you considered my servant Job? <laughs> Have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil?" Verse 9. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, "Does Job fear God for no reason?" In other words, now what is what is Satan doing? Satan is saying your kingdom is built up of people who follow you because of what you do for them. Does he fear you for no reason? (laughs) In other words, Satan is saying you're not good. You're Mm. not good. Your people only follow you because of your hands. Mm. This is why prosperity gospel is so dangerous and reckless. It's so dangerous and so reckless, right? Because it says that God is only good because of what he gives. And in fact, this is the charge that Satan makes, not against Job, but against God. He's saying you're not good. And Job only serves you. He only fears you because, you know, you keep everything intact for him. (laughs) But then what is this? He continues on. He says, uh, verse 10, have you not put a hedge around him? And his house and all that he has on every side. You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. Verse 11. But stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will curse you to your face. Why is Satan saying this? This this is and isn't about Job. This is kingdom warfare. This is he's only on your side because you're benevolent. But hold back your benevolence. Don't do something good for him. And again, and this is instructive as we look back at 2020. Right. Because there was so much that was touched. So many hedges seemed to be removed. Right. I mean, so much protection that we take for granted seemed to come under attack. Right. And so the people who truly know God are the ones who continue to serve him and not just stop at serving him, but build his kingdom. Right. These are the ones who are continuing on (laughs) in 2020 and looking ahead to 2021 and saying we must continue. Hmm. We must continue to build the kingdom of God. We must continue to expose the wicked and evil deeds of darkness. We will not stop talking about Jesus. We will not stop telling people that God has a standard, that he will judge the world. We will not stop telling people that they don't have to pay the penalty for their sin because Jesus already did that. He is great and greatly to be praised. And we will live that out in our generation. We can't stop doing that in 2021. Why? Because God's name is on the line, so to speak. What is it that Satan wants? Mm -hmm. Satan wants us to live in such a way that we confirm by our living that God is not good.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Right? That he's not who he says he is. Verse 11. But... Stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. How many times have we read this and we thought, oh, man, this is Job's testing. But look at the certainty of God. It's very much like it reminds me of, you know, well, and and I say this loosely here because he's God. okay. Right. right. Um, but it, it very much reminds me of Elijah and and on Mount Carmel and the digging the trenches and the pouring of the water. It's not just God, please answer by fire. And oh, I hope it's all dry here. You know, it is it's dig trenches and bring more cisterns, mm-hmm. bring more water. And God um, in God fashion, because there's nothing that compares to it. So that's the only way you can describe it. Right. God and God fashion, who is pleased that the odds would be stacked against him. Mm-hmm. He loves this. Why? Because he knows who he is. <laughs> Come on. Right. And he knows that anybody who really, truly knows him, loves him. And if you read throughout the book of Job, it is not God wooing Job. It's like a series of God declaring, excuse the expression, his godness. <laughs> right. It's not the book is not about him saying like, oh, and please stay with me, Job. Stay with me, Job. I'm worth <laughs> it. No, it's not. It's not that at all. In fact, Mm. if you read the book and we've used this to teach our kids, right, about the glory of God. If you read the book of Job, you look at man, chapter 38 of Job, chapter 38 of Job. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? I don't even have to be soft with you. (laughs) Okay, what does he tell Job? He says, dress for action like a man. I will question you and you make it known to me. And then he goes, man, you got to read it. You got to read it. Chapters 38 and 39 is mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, all of it, of course. Right. But in these passages, there's something that God is saying to Job and all of us who will read it. I don't owe you anything. There, you can't answer me on any account. Right. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely, you know. Here is God. What is God? What is God saying? I am God. And that's what makes me worthy of your allegiance. It's not what I give you. This is who I am. Right. And then when we get back on the other side of the break. We'll look at the conclusion that Job came to, because so many of us are in this position where we're like, we think we know God. Right? We think we know God, but it's so much predicated on like what God does for us. And if he isn't good, then that's not the God I've designed, and I don't know if I can worship him. All right, let's grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. You've been my savior, sustained. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki.
2: And I'm Will. And that's uh, unspoken with You've Always Been.
1: Um, so I had a week off where I didn't give the number. So I'm questioning whether or not I have the right number. I wanted to open the phone lines to get <laughs> some communication. But I feel like it's 888-589-8840. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's right. 888 589 <laughs> For zero, you can get your calls queued up. Our brother Richard is over in Studio CC, mm-hmm. and uh, and he will get your calls queued up. We're talking about going into 2021, right? And yeah. just making some observations about what needs to be sort of on the radar of the Christian. And I think Christians need to be thinking in terms of wins and losses and the kingdom of God. And I was thinking about, you know, what is God after? God is after his glory. Uh, what are wins? Wins are souls. Uh, losses are would be the opposite of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or actually the you know it's souls period right but the loss is where the soul will spend eternity yeah and so you know i think the christian needs to be about building the kingdom of god and living for the glory of god god is after his glory and that makes a lot of people uncomfortable um because they don't know him hmm. so they kind of feel like he's their mater d like he's there to serve them you know and um so much of our relationship with God is just defined by his benevolence toward us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look at, you look at Job and his experience with the Lord, it's not so much that it's, this is just a testing of Job, but this is, this is Satan trying to win. This is Satan challenging God, basically saying you're not good. And Job follows you for every other reason that your creation follow you. And, and that's because you give them stuff because you protect them, you bless them. Right. And so, um, you're, you're a candy jar, you know, <laughs> you're a gumdrop machine thing, you know. And so if you stop dropping gumballs, then Job's gonna curse you to your face. So, you know, what is God's response? Challenge. It's okay, accepted. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Why? Because he knows who he is. Yeah. I and mean, then he doesn't spend the book, so to speak, defending himself. He spends the book, if you will, making himself known. Mm. He's making himself known. And, and what's amazing is when you get to the end of Job and, and chapter 42, and, and man, this is, this is beautiful, right? This entire experience where God is questioning Job. I mean, dress like a man. Put on your big boy pants here, all right? Because we're going to have a conversation and we'll see if you can answer me these things, right? And all of this is a declaration of who God is, that he is worthy, that his kingdom should be built, that we should worship him and serve him because he is God, hmm. right? He is independently good. He is independently worthy of praise. Like if you, man, anyway, <laughs> so, so look at what, what Job says. This is uh, chapter 42. This is the end of the book, so to speak. Um, then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Here and I will speak. And he's quoting. Here and I will speak. I will question you and you make it known to me. And then Job says this. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent and dust and ashes. Mm. So the question is, if you go from the beginning of the book and then you jump to the end, the question is, who won? (laughs) God. God. God won. Why? Because God, in the face of his challenger, said, okay, you think that I am only worth following or that my followers follow me or acknowledge me as God because of what I give to them. I will show you otherwise. And so God wins. Now, Job wins, too. But that's 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 sort of like a neat that's a neat little happenstance that Job wins,
2: too. Yeah.
1: But I will tell you, though, in 21st (laughs) century America, we make that the objective. Mm. The objective for us as Christians living in 21st century America is that we win first. That's it's not like that's a neat little happenstance. It's we must win or God is not good. You see, but that's Satan winning. Mm -hmm. If we don't win, then God is not good. If that is our philosophy, then Satan wins, right? Because the glory of God is on the line and he is not just defined by what he gives to us. He exists independently of us. This is what we mean. We talk about the aseity of God, the self-existent one, assay of self, he exists in and of himself. Like this blows our mind because we've been coddled so much in America that like, you know, God is our nanny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's just doting over us. Just, you know, just he's at our beck and call. You know, it's like I, we were talking about this. I think you and I were talking about this last night. Oh, I was talking about this with with um, with Mariah, with Mariah last night. We, we too often treat God like he's a first time dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just loves us so much. We can do no wrong. He's a first time dad. Mm. We're the we're the apple of his eye. Like do, no one can bring him any bad news about us because he's a first time dad. Right. Like, you know, you've seen the first time yeah. dads, <laughs> you were one, you know what I mean? Yep. Anyways. Um, so if I'm looking ahead to 2021, my question is, Lord, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And 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 the given is what do you want me to do for your glory, like in defense Man. of the glory of God? Like, how do we live in such a way where if God's name is on the line, uh, forget about mine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, that rhymes. There you go. There's your 2021.
2: <laughs> Look, everything that you're saying is a sobering truth. You know, it's something yeah. to really be pondered and, and thought about because, man, you know, in the context that we find ourselves in, it's so easy to fade off into that line of thinking where, you know, it's us focused and, mm-hmm. and, and we don't even think about the glory of God. Right. And so, you know, uh in light of that, you know, and in, in even in light of uh, the book of Job, it's like, man, you know, uh God, you're great. There's none like you. And, mm-hmm. you know, and for Job to say, now I see you, now I understand. You know, now I I, I thought I knew you, but now I you know, now I know. And, yeah. And it's just one of those things, man. It's a it's that is a a sobering truth, hard truth. Yep. It's something that we all as believers have to uh, examine ourselves about especially i believe in the context of where we live and what can be what can rub off on us you know yeah. even you know uh not on purpose but we just surrounded by such a pool that man we have to be careful that this is not our line of thinking
1: that's you know? exactly right that's exactly right i'm t- i'm telling you listen it's eye opening and then we'll go to the phone lines here mm-hmm. it's eye opening when you consider uh the book of job is not spent um, it's not spent with God going, you know, t- saying to Job, there's no shadow. I won't light up mountain. I won't cry. I'm up coming after you. Like God is not like, you know, slobbering over Job. You know, he's like, right. I love you, Job. You know, God is spends Job, so to speak, telling Job who he is mm. and all of us. Right. And that's if you really love God. Okay. When God reveals himself to you, that is enough for you. Like, you, you love that. Now, God doesn't stop there because, again, at the end, the Lord restores Job's fortunes. Mm-hmm. But notice that the restoration part comes after Job acknowledges, you know what? I thought I knew you. I mm-hmm. didn't. I know mm-hmm. you. Okay? I've, I've encountered you. And you know what? I kind of don't like me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm kind of not a good person. Mm-hmm. That's the when because we're saying, man, Lord God, you are good. I'm not. I don't deserve to even ask you for anything. And yet you give to me liberally. Right. Yeah. And so that's a win. That's God's the the glory of God is defended and protected and Satan loses the kingdom of God advances. That's what we've got to be asking ourselves, man. How do we advance the kingdom of God? Because believe it or not, if that is the first and foremost question, then probably the restoration of the fortune, so to speak, just to keep the illustration going, probably those things will come automatically, right? Probably, yeah. maybe, but even if not, God is still
0: worthy.
2: Amen.
1: All right, well, the great, where do we go first?
2: All right, let's go to John in Texas. Hi, John.
0: Thank you for having me on air.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, I wanted to say first, I appreciate you talking about the book of Job. It's one of my favorite Books being the oldest book. And mm-hmm. the major points that I get out of it, like you, you're talking about the glory of God, but also the comforters that come to Job in his distress. The messages that they give to Job, to me, personify a lot of the messages that the distracted churches give out today.
1: Mm. You know, if you
0: do good, you will get more. Come you know, give and it'll be, you'll receive. Mm. And You know, I don't ever think that there's, you know, second, I don't ever think there's a challenge to God with the devil. A lot of people say it's a war, good versus evil. I believe that when the devil comes to God and he says, hey, have you looked at Job, my cruel servant, you know, and he's basically giving the devil the permission to go test job he can't do it on his own he's not Mm -hmm. battling against god god allows those things you know so that to me shows the glory of god he's already won he Mm -hmm. go ahead and mess with him um he's not going to give up you know and then he has his comforters the world come to him also to show hey well you must have done something wrong but he didn't. And then even Job's trying to say his stuff. And God says, you don't even know, you know, when he comes in the whirlwind. And yeah. so I really, really love the book of Job. As you're discussing, it personifies the glory of God.
1: Yeah. Amen. amen. Thank you so much, John. I appreciate your insights. And I think you're exactly right. Listen, when I say challenge God, I don't mean challenge with even the possibility of a win. I believe that Satan is the accuser, right? He's the accuser of the brethren, okay? And I I think in this moment, there is this accusation against God that Job only serves you because of what you give him. Mm. So using the term loosely, that is a challenge of the nature of God, his worthiness to be praised apart from what he does for any of us, right? That's a, it's a, you know, for... It's a not a challenge that that Satan will or can win, right? But it is it's a challenge nonetheless, and so I don't mean it. And you're exactly right, John. I don't I don't mean that Satan is winning this, Mm -hmm. but I think if we stop at it's just about Job, then in a sense we kind of don't get to take away from this story the glory of God displayed. Yeah. And the defense of his nature and who he is, that he's worthy to be worshipped. He's worthy to be followed, even if he never, ever does anything for us that we define as good.
2: Yeah. And I and I would characterize even, you know, you had mentioned Elijah. I I would characterize that as being a challenge to God, you know, Uh, that somebody challenging God. But I mean, he, he it played out that he used his prophet you know, mm-hmm. and, and his glory was seen. You know, mm-hmm. I think uh, time and time again, you see where the enemy tries to do that, you know, but not in in, in uh, thoughts that he will win. Right. We know he won't. But right. That there, there, there has been challenges, challenges that have arisen even throughout the scripture.
1: I mean, listen, you got to think about it. And, and we'll go. We'll go back to the phone lines here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know. And, and maybe maybe this is something that the Lord will reveal to us. But. Even the thought that Satan would challenge God on the front end, you know, and and fall like lightning, right? Like, (laughs) I mean, I just, you know, I don't know. And maybe there's just questions, you know, that we just won't have answers, you know, to until eternity, you know. But if you ever take a step back and think about that, it's mind boggling. Like, you should have known better, right? right? Yeah. I don't know. That's what you think.
2: Yeah. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to uh, Tommy in Tennessee. Hi, Tommy.
3: Hey uh Mr. Addison, Miss Addison. Mhm. Uh, I, I I you know, I I can think I've got a little something in common with Joe. Uh, in May of nineteen ninety five I rededicated my life to Christ and started going back to church. Mm-hmm. And after a couple of weeks, uh, one of the deacons in my church told me he said, Be careful. You know, he said he said, Satan is is is, is really hating you right now. Mm. And he's he's gonna jump on your back. And uh, uh, July the twenty eighth of ninety five, uh, one day before my birthday, I was crushed in the machine. Mm. At work. Oh wow! Mm. And uh, I spent about three months in the hospital. Spent almost a year in the bed. Almost lost my house. You know, if it wasn't for for my mother and father, and and my wife's mother and father. And the church bringing us food. We were, I had two kids. And back then, you know, we we were really having it rough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he brought me out of it. Uh, and, you know, I'm working today. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, people think that things, you know, little bitty things that God is mad at them or God sticks Satan on it's all about your, your mentality and, and, and how, you, how you approach stuff like that. And I thought, God, people, you know, I tell this story to people. They say, you're lucky to be alive. And I said, well, yes, I'm lucky to be alive. But, but I thought, God, every day, you know, I'm, I'm walking, you know. Yeah. I, I, crushed, my, I crushed my bones in my hip. Wow. I uh, crushed the 3 lower vertebrae in my back, and I'm, I'm working every day.
2: Wow, Man,
1: Tommy, let me just jump in here because we're nearing the end of the show. I just want to say something. You know, it's an interesting observation to be made that when we think in terms of, you know, God, quote unquote, sicking Satan on someone. (laughs) uh, It's interesting that the character of Job is how the book starts, Mm. that it's not it's not a punishment. It's not a judgment. It is a Nah, I know him. I know him. You know what I mean? And what's probably greater. He knows me. Amen. All right. We're out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing.
2: God bless.